Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with a word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 301 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, there's something that we have to do as people of God. We want to be sure that we are not doing what God told us not to do while we're supposed to be doing it. What am I talking about? Let's talk about love. So go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with and settle on in. Blaine encourages you is coming to you with what love doesn't do. That's what's coming up next. All right, everyone, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I'd love to take a few moments to establish protocol. Whether you are a longtime listener or a first time listener, we are so elated and we give God praise for you choosing BlendCouragesYou.com as a source to get your encouragement through the word of God. And if you have not already done so, I'd love for you to consider making our relationship permanent. How do you do that? Well, let's start with where are you listening from today? Are you on the blendcouragesyou.com site? Perhaps you're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podfriend, Podcast Guru, Player FM, Overcast. There are a myriad of different platforms where blendcouragesyou.com can be accessed. So whatever that platform is, wherever that is, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And guess what? That gets you in as a part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey, you BCU fam. Blend from blendcouragesyou.com here with your podcast on the go. So for those of you that may not be aware we do a live Bible study on Thursday nights. We're on YouTube and we are now on Facebook on the blendcouragesyou.com page. If you ever want to join us. So as of this recording, we have been talking about love and love as it relates to first Corinthians chapter 13. It's not the first time I've taught about it. Sometimes it's good to do a revisit and we've been talking about what love does versus what it does not so we're at the does not and one of the characteristics of non-love is being puffed up and paul again mentions that in first corinthians chapter 13 so as i was preparing for the study bcu fam i was looking for some biblical examples of being puffed up and Puffed up in a quick definition means being full of pride, arrogance. You are not apt to hear anything that anyone else has to say. Uh, There's some conceit or being better than someone else. And Paul was admonishing the Corinthian church to not be that way, that love does not operate in that manner. As a matter of fact, 
Uh, not only is that not love, that is not humility. Love walks in humility, whereas being puffed up is a symbol of pride, as we just said. And But the Bible has plenty to say about pride, that it goes before destruction. It also says that in this world, in First John, I believe chapter 2 reminds us that in this world, all that's in this world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So in those instances, BC fam, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life, that does not come from God because God is love that comes from the world, and we have to guard ourselves against such behaviors. So I bring this up to talk about a biblical example of being puffed up. Um, in the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke, and we are in chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, or wherever the Lord has me to land as I am talking to you all today. So we have Jesus who was invited to a chief Pharisee's house for uh, some sort of meal on the Sabbath, okay? Now, the Pharisees were this religious sect of people who were very prideful or puffed up as it relates to keeping the laws of Moses, which came from God. So part of their puffed upness, if that's even a word, BCU fam, is that not only did they strictly follow the law, they added more law on and in effect, restricted people more, added more of a bondage or a yoke. So they took the word of God and put more with it and would be very prideful and following the law on the outside of it, although their hearts were not correct. And they also took great delight in finding fault in others who did not follow the law and would see, try to have them arrested uh, because it was unlawful. You're breaking the law. So um, with that, you can already see where puffed up or pride has kicked in because anytime God has his word, we don't have to add more to it. And we would be more successful in following the word of God if we did it the way that he would rather than putting our interpretations and spins and extra things on it and as a matter of fact i believe the book of revelation reminds us that we are not to add to the word of god so we have to be careful in what we're saying the word of god says and we want to follow it sometimes what happens is is that because we add all these extra things to it it makes it more burdensome and people decide you know i'm not going to follow the lord at all so we've got to be very mindful on that why so uh, that's that's an entirely other entirely different subject and podcast for another time. But nonetheless, you can see that puffed up is already ranked. Now, this chief Pharisee was likely interested in what Jesus had to say. I would say likely not. The scriptures don't say. I just said we're not adding to the word, so I, we can pretty much just guess based on their previous interactions that uh, many of them were not really interested in what Jesus had to say, but uh, often invited Jesus places to try to trap him, to, to get him to say something that was unlawful so that he could be arrested. So at this dinner or at this feast, um, there was a man 
that had the dropsy that was brought before Jesus. And dropsy, interestingly enough, BCU fam, it's a medical condition. And we know it now as edema. Now, if anybody is familiar with edema, that means that you have swollen tissues. There's an excess fluid in your body. And our bodies are designed to excrete excess fluid primarily through the urination process. So if our kidneys and if our liver and other things that are on the inside of our digestive system are not quite working correctly, um, it can happen so that we start to swell. Okay, There's other medical reasons and things like that, but uh, basically speaking, our kidneys are not able to filter out of the excess water and it starts to accumulate in our legs and in our arms and other places. So dropsy is what that was. And this man that was brought before Jesus with this condition uh, obviously was able to move around because it, it can get severe to the point where you're unable to actually be mobile, but he was able to get around. I'm sure that he was uncomfortable. And Jesus posed a question to the lawyers and the Pharisees asking, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Now, this meal that he was invited to was on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath was a day that was set aside to rest and to not do any work or anything like that. And the Pharisees and scribes had added on to the law what was considered work versus what was not. So Jesus asked this question and the lawyers and the Pharisees could not answer it. Could not answer it. Now, what Jesus went to do is that he healed the man of the dropsy and sent him on his way. And knowing the Pharisees and the lawyers and their hearts, Jesus asked another question. He said, which of you that shall have an ass or a donkey or an ox that has fallen into the pit, will you not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath? So when you think about this BCU fam, you know, animals are animals. And sometimes they're wandering around. Sometimes they get loose, things like that. And if you have an animal that is in a dire emergency, oh, Lord, I thank you, that's in the pit and is struggling and can't get out. Now, animals at that time represented your wealth. These were, were animals that were plowing, that you used to plow. Maybe you rented them out for someone else to plow to, to get your food. So these were not pets. This represented your money and how you got paid and how you paid your bills and how you lived. So you're, if you had servants, they needed to use those oxen. So uh, they needed to use those donkeys. So what I'm saying is, is that if your money, if how you are making a living, if what it is that you um, value is in a pit, are you going to leave it in the pit until the Sabbath is over? Because you're not supposed to work. That's considered working. And none of them could answer, verse number six says. And rightly so, BC fam, because when we think about love, and, and as it relates to this passage of scripture, is that an ox is an animal. A donkey is an animal. It, While it's important to you, it's an animal. And you are not going to leave it stranded 
for you know another 12 hours until it is lawful for you to work again lord i thank you thank you jesus so how much more is it uh not unlawful to heal someone that is of value because when we think about jesus when we think about god when we think about how he made us in his own image my lord i thank you i feel the lord bcu fam how we are made in his own image when we think about the fact that God sent his son Jesus to the cross to die for us, to take on sin for all of us who are made in his own image in order for us to be reconciled back to him. When we think about the fact that Jesus loves us so very much that he takes care of us, that he blesses us, that he has a sunshine and rain to fall on the just and the unjust, that he provides us food, that he provides us a place to live, that he provides us what we need. And um, sometimes we go lacking with some of the things that we want. We have the basics, especially those of us who know Jesus and the, and the pardoning of our sins. When we think about that, when we think about the fact that he has set up this entire earth for us, hallelujah that the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell dwell therein as psalm 24 and 1 reminds us so uh he does these things for his good pleasure and he has us here for his good pleasure now he gives us free will as to whether we're going to serve him or not whether we're going to live for him or not so we have that choice but what i'm saying here bcu family is that we have value lord i thank you Matthew chapter 6 reminds us that we have more value than the sparrows, that we have more value than the lilies of the field that he clothes and takes care of, that we have more value to him than that because of how he loves us and how he takes care of us, how Jesus died and rose for us, how he left the comforter, aka the Holy Ghost for us. Hallelujah. So we are valuable to him, BCU family. So he values us enough to heal us. He values us enough to deliver us. He values enough, us enough to save us. He values us enough to set us free. And that man with that terrible condition, with that dropsy, with those limbs that were swollen, uh, full of water. And the thing with dropsy is, is that when you are so swollen like that with all of that water, you are unable to drink. You're so thirsty, but you are unable to have water because you it's going to exacerbate your condition. So Jesus is the only one, BCU fam, that can take us out of that condition. When I think about dropsy uh, in the spiritual sense, this man was puffed up, not for any reason of his own. And we don't know what his background was or what have you, but there was a puffed upness that only God could take care of. So we have to take care, BCU family. We have to be mindful that we are not puffed up in our hearts and minds around what it is that we are doing, that we're better than someone else, that we're more educated than someone else, that we are further spiritually than someone else, that because we're a part of a particular denomination or a particular organization, that we are, are superior to someone else. The Pharisees thought that because they held this law in such high esteem that they were above everyone and that they did things better and that they were able to go around correcting people and telling them what they were doing wrong. And certainly, BCU fam, in the world of Christ, we do have to correct. We do have to let people know things. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that open rebuke is better 
than secret love. So certainly we do. We don't do it with a spirit of pride and arrogance and, and letting people know that they are in error and that they are on their way to the lake of fire and we are not because pride, BCU family, will take us to a place where we think that we're always right and that we can't receive correction. And before we correct someone, we have to be mindful that we're not in the same sin. Matthew chapter 7 talks about that, BCU fam, where there are moats and where there are beams. And before we go to correct someone, the Bible says, oh, your brother, you hypocrite, you have to take mindset, BCU fam, that we don't have a, a beam in our eye, a plank in our eye, and that we're trying to get the speck of dust out of someone else's. The Pharisees, they specialized in that. They didn't see the beams. They didn't see the planks. They could not see themselves as easily as, as they could see others. And all we're saying here is, is that love takes a look at itself. Hallelujah. And we're going to correct ourselves with God's grace before we correct someone else. We're not walking in pride. We're not walking in a place where we feel like we are better than someone else. Uh, we are not going to uh, carry ourselves where people feel belittled in our presence, BCU fam. Uh, if the spirit convicts someone because they're not doing the right thing, we're going to let the spirit do that and not our attitude, not our facial expressions, not the way that we say things, not shunning people, not wanting to sit with them or to deal with them. We want to do things the way that God says to do them so that he's glorified, honored, and praised, so that he does the work. Our lives may convict someone, but it won't be our words. It won't be our attitude. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, BCU fam. You know, I, I tell you, I got fired up about that, and it just, it, it just blessed my heart. And I thank the Lord for a leader who taught us. My, I, I thank God for Bishop Larry Elliott and for the late Brenda Elliott, First Lady Brenda Elliott, who really played a, a huge part in helping me to understand how to walk in love towards other people and that we are not to walk in a spirit of being puffed up because that does not win people. That turns people away. And if we are not careful, we will answer for that, BC fam. So if we've ever walked in that, that spirit, I know that I have. Uh, and I had to be reprogrammed, BCU fam. We just ask the Lord to forgive us. We repent, repent from that. And then uh, we don't practice that behavior anymore. So I realize that sometimes we have to separate ourselves from people. We just do that as the Lord leads us. But again, it should be as the Lord leads us. And even if he does, he's not going to have us to treat that person uh, incorrectly, BCU fam. We're going to love him anyway, right? Love does not mean that we're uh, constantly together, but it does mean that I'm going to treat you right. And that's what we should be doing. Amen. Amen. Oh, BCU fam, I don't know about you all, but this was a spiritual gut check for me, and I am glad about it. You know, when the word of God comes to correct us or to remind us of things, it's important that we take that in and, and not to say, well, this is not me. And even if it's not us at the moment, it's always good to take in the word of God and hide it down in our hearts because that means that there could be a test coming up and we want to be sure that we pass that. So, you know, let's pray about this and make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to know. We're in good standing with our Lord when it comes to love. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you today, Lord, we want to thank you for the word that you have downloaded into us. We thank you for the encouragement. We thank you for the admonishment. We thank you for the reminder and for the correction, Lord, when it comes to love, what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. Bless us, Lord Jesus, to never, ever be puffed up in our dealings with other people. Help us, Lord, to be reminded that at one point in time, we were in a place, Lord, that you were not pleased with us. And we do not have the right to treat anyone the wrong way because they are not where we would want them to be. Help us, Lord Jesus, to bless, to be a blessing to them and to look upon them with the love that you have for them, Lord. We know in certain situations that we may need to separate and not to, to, to cut ties from certain people. We want to be sure, Lord, that if that's the case, that we have thoroughly talked to you about it and that we're moving according to your will and to your way. And most of all, Lord Jesus, we want to be sure that the love that we exhibit, that is patient, that is kind, that it rejoices in truth, that it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And if we're doing all of those things, Lord, then what we're not supposed to do is not going to happen. So we thank you, Lord. We bless you for each and every person here today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all of those who were here that may be struggling with their love walk. And we thank you for working out that love walk so that you're glorified, honored, and praised in all of our actions and what we're doing. It's in Jesus' name that we thank you for this and all things. Let every heart say, amen. Well, BCU family, I'll tell you, I have been fed by the word of God and hope that you were too. And if so, I'd love to hear all about it. So if you're not already on the blaincouragesyou.com site, please make your way there. Go down to the conversation box and let's continue our discussion on this very important topic. Well, BCU fam, it is time for me to sign off. Once again, this is Blen from BlenCouragesYou.com here. Thank you all so much for your prayerful support and for listening. And Lord will, and until the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you all peace as you stay on the walk.